0: You are listening to the Living Way Church podcast. For more information about Living Way Church, go to livingwaychurch.cc. Hello, my name is Ted Blair, and um, I'm more than just a name. And though the name is important, and then, you know there there are some things like the the top three things that, that people uh, want to hear in life. The, the three most beautiful sentences on the planet. I shared this a few months back. Is a, is a number one is uh, your name uh, number two is uh, you are loved and number three is um, join me for dinner and uh, believe me those are the top three sentences that people love to hear and uh, these are the three things that, that Christ alone can fulfill and satisfy and that is uh, he knows your name and he designed you uh, for a unique purpose and plan and he knows your name. And number two, he loves you uh, more than a person, more than an institution, and uh, more than uh, anything or anyone you could ever imagine. And number three, uh, he invites us to come dine with him at his table, at the Lord's table. And so all that you're looking for in your life, to be part of a family, that's to sit at someone's table, to, to be known, that is your name, and to be cared for, that is that love. Um, we've been talking about who we are in Christ, and how we identify ourselves, and that our name is just a part of who we are. And if you are in Christ, you are designed and crafted to be uh, something even greater than just your name. Hey, anybody here ever felt like um, like everything is just coming at you all at once? Anybody? You feel like, man, just like finances or family and job and kids, and any guys ever feel, really, show of hands, anybody ever feel Overwhelmed. Yeah. You know, maybe if you're a student, you've got grades or classes. Sometimes life just seems like it's too much. You know? And and, and sometimes I feel like I just have got so much on my mind. I'm I'm spinning so many plates. I've got so many People talking and asking and pulling and and problem solving. Guys, I want to be honest with you. The last month and a half, I have been very overwhelmed with all that's going on in our life and in our church and in just with me as a person. And, And the last couple of weeks, I have felt like everything is just, boom, coming right at me. And I've I've been you know I was just praying about this last night. I mean Lord, I, I need this message as much as anybody else in this room. And and I was really going over the notes. I, you know I often I, I finish the message early in the week, and so I meditate on it and pray about it. And I'm just kind of you know. But I've been meditating on it, praying on it for me. Because if I can't preach this with conviction, then then I have no business up here even sharing God's word of, of who I am in Him concerning this area. I mean, what is it for you? Maybe for you, it's uh, it's health issues. Maybe you feel overwhelmed with with your health or with a challenge with your with your body, or or maybe you have an addiction that is just just gnawing at you that is whipping your tail, or maybe you feel trapped in a job or maybe there's anxiety and you've got worry and you're just stressed out or your finances are just pulling at you and bills are coming in and and it just doesn't seem like you're ever going to be out of that that hole or maybe it's depression maybe you just feel overwhelmed with a sense of sadness and or a sense of just laissez-faire or apathy that you just can't explain or maybe there's some fear that's just gripping you this this fear of failure this fear that you won't be loved this fear that you'll be alone or maybe it's this sense of inadequacy that that you'll never be who who you would like to be and you you never feel like you're able to step into who you were supposed to be and or maybe it's just a lot of small stuff. You know, sometimes it's not the big things. It's like, you know, you know when I think of the small stuff, I think of, of Jurassic Park. Uh, the second one, and when the guy's on the beach and and those little things just are like coming up, you know, one or two, and then all of a sudden, he's like overwhelmed with a hundred of them, you know, these little things. At first, he's just kicking them away, you know, and he's just shooting them away or throwing a rock, and then next thing you know, he's like, he's just, you know, taking over. You guys remember that part? That's what I feel like sometimes, you know. It's like one or two of them, poosh, poosh, you know, (laughs) feel like a Jewish dancer here <laughs> you know, I feel like you know just kicking him away and uh, but all of a sudden there's like two or three and I and they're grabbing me over here and I'm like ah and I'm on the ground and I just feel overwhelmed and and maybe that's you you know are you facing a battle are you facing a challenge are you uh, are you in need of something uh, the answer is not another drink the answer is not a vacation. The answer is not extra sleep, and the answer is not a raise. Uh, The answer is that you need something bigger than you. I need something bigger than me. And if you're facing something that seems, or too many things that seem too big to handle, I've got some great, great news for you, because in Christ, you are an overcomer. So my name tag today says, Ted Blair, Overcomer. So what we're going to do now, if you want to start passing around the name tags, each week we're passing out name tags and a couple of markers for each row. And just drop the markers, if you're the last one with it, into the offering bucket so we can use them in the next couple of weeks. And uh, I put your name tag on. Put your name and write Overcomer. Now, the last couple of weeks I've worn this. All the way home. That means I've worn it after church, uh, at lunch, and home, unless it gets pulled off by somebody else. Uh, because I am taking these to heart, and this is something that will transform your life to be able to engage and to embrace who you are in Christ. If you are a Christian, if you are a Christian, you are an overcomer. You. It's not that you will be an overcomer. You are an overcomer in Christ. That is what you are. Now, we're going to take a look at this in Romans chapter 8. After Paul talks a little bit about the trials of his life and the trials of life and the hope that we have as children of God, he says this about those trials in Romans chapter 8 beginning with verse 31. This is what he says. He says, what then shall we say in response to these things? All those little things are pulling and grabbing at you, all those stresses, all those trials, all those things that I mentioned earlier. What are we to say about these things? This is a place where you would underline this or circle this if you have your Bible. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? What that means, give us all that we need. It doesn't mean that you're going to have big screen TVs and cars and a nice house. It means he will give you all that you need, he will make sure he's got you taken care of. Verse 33 Who will bring any charge? Against those whom God has chosen. Everybody say, God has chosen. chosen. All right, now you need to ask the question if it's you. Okay, how do you know if God has chosen you? Very simple, you are a child of God. How do you know you are a child of God? You have bowed the knee to Christ and, and acknowledged what Christ has done for us. First uh, John chapter 1 says to those who believe in Christ he gave the right to become children of God. That's what we talked about a couple of weeks ago. If you are a child of God, you are chosen. He says this is what he says, who can bring any charge against those who got us chosen? It is God who justifies. That word justifies means declared holy, declared, forgiven. That means when the gavel came down, the day you bowed the knee to Christ, the gavel came down and said, boom, not guilty, justified. It's just as if you never sinned." That's what that word means. So he says, God, who justifies us, who says we are righteous in his eyes, who then is the one who condemns, Some of you are paralyzed in your anxiety and fear and stress and worries and issues because you're thinking, it's all because of my sin. It's all because of my past. It's all, you know, some of you do need to take a look in the mirror and evaluate if you are living in disobedience to the Lord right now. Yes, that is true. Some of you, you you're going through struggles in your life that you have made on your own through poor decisions out of disobedience with God. But some of you, you're walking to the very best of your ability in the eyes of God. You stumble, you struggle, but you are a faithful servant of Jesus. And the enemy, the condemner, the accuser of the brethren and the sisters comes and says, You are unworthy of God to work in your life and to bless you. And as a result, he will not help you here. But Paul is saying, listen, you are forgiven, you are justified, you are declared holy. Who can condemn you? Who can bring this charge against you? He says, no one, is his next phrase, no one can. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, was raised to life, is at the right hand of God, and is interceding for us. That means he's the one that we get to the Father through. That's uh, John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Uh, that's what Paul is saying here. Paul lists then seven obstacles or seven trials that we all face in life of uh, one time or another. He says, who shall separate us from that love that Christ has for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger sword. And then verse 36, as it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered a sheep to the slaughter. What does this mean? It means life is a fight. That's what it means. He says all day long, life is a fight. It's like, it's like Have any guy's ever gone to work and you feel like a lamb being led to the slaughter, right? It's like every day of my life, brother. Every day, you know, a family reunion, a family get-together. It's like being led to the slaughter, right? Or just opening the mailbox, you know, because you know there's some notices in there that you're not looking forward to. Or when you try to, you get in, the, you get in your car in the morning, you just, God, just one more day. <laughs> just, the, just let us start one more day. Take a look at these seven trials in our life. Trouble. Those are the walls or the barriers that come up. When we're in a race, when we're running in life, and and an obstacle comes up, uh, when a wall stops you dead in your track, when everything seems like it's going great, and all of a sudden, boom, you reach the end of that road, and you're like, there's a wall right here, that's trouble. And then hardship, what is hardship? That's tough times. You know, we fall on tough times. You know, the market crashes or you you have some, you know, global financial issues. The U.S. is in a really weird, volatile time right now. And, uh, you know, it says hardship, that's tough times. Uh, persecution, that's personal attack. Some of you uh, are under personal attack. And and particularly for your faith in Christ, you are uh, being attacked or there's persecution. Famine and nakedness, That Goes together, meaning financial struggles. I mean, you have famine and you have nakedness when you don't have money to, to put food on the table and to buy shoes, right? For the baby. Baby needs a new pair of shoes. There's, you know, when you when you're going through a struggle financially, uh, you know, you're not exactly buying new clothes and eating nice meals out. And then danger it says, man, that's physical, literal physical. Danger, that means, say you got in a car wreck, and you, man, you're man, you like, man, I should have been dead, but I'm looking at my car. It's pulverized, but I'm alive. I mean, there's a that's attack in your life. That's danger. I mean, their danger was different than our danger. Their danger was literally being attacked and condemned for their faith in Christ. But there's an attack on our life today, maybe in the United States. You go around the world, Christians are still being attacked in the same way they were. Today, around the world, Christians are attacked, are persecuted, houses are burned down, they're, you know, they're mutilated, they're attacked, they're killed. Uh, For us, there's a spiritual attack on our life. And then the last one, he says, the sword. That basically means you face death. So for them, it meant actual death as a result of their walk with Christ. For you, it might mean a terminal illness. For you, it might mean a diagnosis. For you, it might mean that phone call or uh, that what you see is an imminent uh, life-threatening death. You see the sword coming your way. Listen, he lists these seven trials or obstacles we will all face at one point in our life. And then he says, shall these things take us out, he says. Can they stop God? And this is the next verse. He says, verse 37, can God be stopped? Can these things stop God working in our life? Verse 37, no. Everybody say no. No. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him, through Christ, who loved us. Who are we? More than conquerors. There's a difference. The Greek word for conquer or the Greek word for win is nikeo. It means to win, and it's not the word used here. The word that used here is a Greek word is hyper or hooper nikeo. Hooper is where we get the word hyper, right? If you've ever heard, anybody guys know what the word hyper is? It's like, ah, it's like you got, you know, it's turning it up to 11, Right, So you've got hooper nikeo. That means to utterly, exceedingly vanquish beyond recognition. It means to gain a decisive, clear victory with no hope for the enemy. You are exceedingly more than a conqueror. Man, I don't know about you, but that hypes me up, literally. That hoopers me up. <laughs> Guys, listen. You are not just a winner. You are a More than a winner in Christ. You're not just going to beat this thing. You are going to more than beat this thing. I'm not talking about the scriptures. I'm talking about life. I'm standing upon what God's word says. In Christ, we are hupernikeo. We don't have to eek and crawl through life. This is not Rocky Balboa taking Heat after hit, after hit, after hit. Like, what are you doing? I'm wearing him out. <laughs> well, <laughs> you ever remember that? It's like, why aren't you hitting? I'm letting him take, uh, I'm not letting him work on me. You know? It's like, what are you doing, man? This is not hooper nikeo. Hooper nikeo is boom, out like a light. See, God is saying, you're not going to just be bloodied and 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 taking hits to wear out the enemy. You are hyper winners. You are hooper Nikeo. I want to explain to this real quick. This is your, one of your blanks. What this does not mean. What this does not mean, it does not mean that we will never have trouble. This does not mean as a conqueror, as an overcomer, as a more than a winner, it does not mean that you will never have trouble. Just verses. spit all over my notes. Just verses before this, in the same chapter, look at Romans 8, verses 18, uh, starting with 18. It says, I consider that our present sufferings, and there's a very real present suffering, isn't there? Some of you are going through a very real present suffering. He says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For all creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. That means the return of Jesus Christ, where all suffering will finally end. And he says, we know that the whole of creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. All those storms, that hailstorm that came through and wiped out 80% of, uh, of Wiley's residents, that storm, that's because all of creation is moaning and groaning. They are broken. That chaos, disease, our broken DNA. You know, we got a very real serious issue with a mosquito bite the kid that is is putting people in a very awkward position of, of deciding whether they're going to trust God or get an abortion. You know, you've got strange issues uh, you've got chaos, nature, creation is growing. Trials and troubles are here in this world. All creation groans awaiting the redemption and the return of Jesus. That's what it says. And then it says, not only is creation groaning, verse 23, not only so, not only them, but we ourselves. We have the first fruits of the Spirit, but we groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship. The redemption of our bodies. You see, what you have been given at salvation is you've been deposited with the very presence of God, the Holy Spirit, God Almighty inside of you, who gives you a very present help in time of trouble, who calls you and marks you as a child of God and makes you a winner, a conqueror, an overcomer. But in this life, we will have trouble But one day Christ will return. And at that point, troubles and trials and suffering will be gone once and for all. And that day we await eagerly. So though we are born again, we will still have trials in this life. But we have an anchor who guarantees our victory. Amen. This is what Jesus said. Until the return of Jesus, we will have suffering, trials, and troubles. Jesus said this in John 16, 33. He says, in this world, you will have trouble. Turn to your neighbor and say, you will have trouble. And then say, You're looking at it. It says, He says, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. Jesus says, I have overcome the world. He says, You will have trouble, but what has Jesus done? He has overcome the world. If we are in Christ, what are we? More than conquerors. We are overcomers. In Revelation, when Christians were at their greatest moment of persecution, they say this in Revelation 12, 11, it says this. It says, they, believers, those in Christ, they overcome. Some translations say triumphed. They overcome over the enemy by three things. Number one, by the blood of the lamb. Jesus shed blood on the cross. Jesus is the lamb. Number two, by the word of their testimony. That's the declaration of who God is and what God's done for you, and you will not back down from speaking that. So your testimony and number three, they did not love their lives so much as to shrink back from death. That means they lived an all-in attitude. That means live or die in the face of violence, fear, or persecution, or trials and troubles. I will stand and live for Christ. These three things they overcame by the blood of the Lamb. It is saying, Satan, you are defeated. You are a liar. You are finished. I am free. From my sin and the bondage of my past that has shackled me and shamed me and given me regret and bound me to a place of insecurity. I am saved and I am free. I have overcome by the blood of the lamb. And then number two, by the word of their testimony. They confess God's word in their life. They confess what God did for them in their life. Guys, listen, never forget, amen, never forget. Forget what Christ has done for you and declare that and bear witness to that. Amen. I love babies. I love children. And listen, it reminds me of David and Goliath. You know, you guys know the story of David and Goliath. Goliath is this big Nuisance that was attempting to lead this army of Philistines against the Hebrew people, and uh, this little this little kid, this little shepherd boy bringing cheese sandwiches to his brothers on the front line, sees this guy intimidating the entire army. And David says, "Yo, I'll do it. I'll take him out. I'll fight him." And little and Saul goes, "Oh, you're cute. You're cute. You go home. Thanks for the sandwiches." But then David begins to say, but my God, he says, allowed me to take out a lion. And my God allowed me to take out a bear. And my God can do the same today. Get out of my way. That's you and Christ. And your giant will go down. By the word of your testimony, don't forget what Christ has done for you. And do not shrink back. This is the last one. By the word of the Lamb. By the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they did not shrink back. They never, no matter what, surrendered their faith. Some of you, you've walked away from your faith, and I would have to question whether you even had it to begin with. Some of you know somebody who has walked away from their faith, and I would wonder if they actually had it to begin with, or they were just in the religion camp of Christianity. Because they overcame, and you will overcome by the blood of the Lamb. The word of your testimony. And you do not shrink back. In Christ, you are. It's not that you will be, but you are an overcomer. Satan is a liar. Satan is a lure, a loser. Uh, we do not need to walk in fear by the blood of the Lamb. I will bear witness to this, and I will not be held back. I will not back down. Let's say it with me. I am an overcomer, and I overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And the word of my testimony, and I will not back down. Guys, listen, you are an overcomer in Christ. Three things real fast about being an overcomer. Number one is found in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 10. Let's uh, take a look at this. It begins with verse 3. It says, for now, though we live in the world, in a place where there's chaos and violence and trials and troubles, it says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. That means the answer to your problems is not a fight, is not confrontation. The answer to your problems is not at the end of a barrel. The answer to your problems is not a larger arsenal. He says this. He says, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, he says, they have divine power. The word divine there, or the, the word power is the word dunamis. is where we get the word dynamite. He says, we have explosive power to demolish strongholds. As an overcomer, you need to know this. First thing, number one, is that you battle with different weapons. You battle with different weapons. These are supernatural weapons. As an overcomer, I want you to think of all the issues that are coming at you right now. Think about them. All right? Now there are practical things you can do to address these trials. Absolutely, and you should be practical. The answer to your problems is not just getting on your knees, but it begins, and the war is fought and won on your knees, and God will often lead you from a place of prayer to a place of answers in the midst of your attack. Guys, listen, I guess some people say, well, you know, they try everything, and they go, well, I guess, I guess all we can do now is pray. You know, have you ever thought that? Well, if that's your thought, you've already lost. Because the answer is not a last resort to pray. It's not, I guess we get to pray, or we have to pray. It's, man, I can pray. When something comes your way, when you feel attacked, your first response should be, man, this weapon, this war, this battle that I feel coming right at me, the only way to counterattack this sense of depression, anxiety, fear, and worry, and all, the, I feel overwhelmed, distressed. The only way that you will counterattack is through the weapon, the spiritual weapon of prayer. Listen, you feel beat, fight you feel down for the count, fight. Listen, men, young men, don't fight like a man. Fight like a man of God. Don't allow your pride to guide you, but humility and confidence. Men and women of God, listen, you have supernatural power. Fight on your knees in prayer. You know, unfortunately, we have... Uh, Well, the good thing is we have the greatest relationship opportunity to connect with the true and living God of the universe through Jesus Christ. If you're a Christian, you have an ability that people on the planet do not have, and that is access to the very throne of God. But unfortunately, the bad news is, is very few Christians ever access the holy place of God. They rarely ever with confidence approach the throne of grace Some of you have the only time you pray is when there's problems and you just tag it on as the last resort or at a meal. Very few of you understand the spiritual war that is at stake and what is going on in your life, and you're looking at all the things, and you're like, I need to get my life together. No, what you need to do is you need to get on your knees. You need to learn to pray. The armor of God in Ephesians 6 They define for us the weapons of God or the word of God in prayer. We're going to be unpacking the armor of God in our small groups this week. So if you're in a life team, you're going to talk about the armor of God. If you're not in a life team, you're missing out. You need to find one. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says this. It continues. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. Who are the jars of clay? It's you. It's us. We are earthen vessels. This treasure... Of Christ, this treasure of the Holy Spirit, that salvation that you've been given, that's a treasure. We hold them in these jars of clay. That's our bodies. To show that this all-surpassing power is from God, not from ourselves. Guys, this is not about ourselves. This is not about our power. It's not about our will of determination or commitment but God who is working in us. That's why it's got to start here. He says, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but we are not abandoned. We are struck down, but we are not destroyed. I love that passage. You can overcome the shame. You can overcome the betrayal. You can overcome that affair. You can overcome that addiction. You can overcome that need to control people. You can overcome your worry. You can overcome that anxiety from your health issues. You can overcome that fear of failure. You can overcome that negative thinking. Guys, listen, you are an overcomer, so you can overcome. And though you feel pressed on every side, you will not be crushed. And though you are perplexed, you will not be in despair. And though you are persecuted, you know that you are not abandoned. And though you might be struck down, you are not destroyed because you are an overcomer. Some of you guys, maybe you've heard of a woman named Corrie ten Boom. And she was a Dutch Christian during the time of World War II in Nazi Germany. And uh, she uh, helped many Jewish people escape Nazi Germany by secretly hiding them in her house. Uh, Hundreds of them. Well, She was eventually caught, and she was arrested and sent to a labor camp under horrific conditions, and she led secret worship services, and she wrote a dynamic book uh, chronicling her story. And this is something that she said. She goes, we are more than conquerors. It was not a wish. It was a fact. We knew it. We experienced it minute by minute, poor, hated, and hungry. We are more than conquerors. Now we shall be, we are. Life took place on two different levels. One, the observable external life grew every day more horrible. The other, the life we live with God grew daily better. Truth upon truth, glory upon glory, glory. We are more than conquerors. Guys, listen, she knew the real war and the weapons of her war were spiritual. Here's the next one, 2 Corinthians 10, the very next verse, uh, verse 5 in that chapter 10. It says, therefore, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Guys, the war is fought in the mind. Here's the second thing you need to write down, is that you battle with a different attitude. We fight a conquering win. We fight with a conquering attitude. We fight as a Hooper Nikaeo. Guys, listen, some of you fight and live your life with a defeated attitude. Some of you, you you act like as if you've lost already. You know, I'll never be able to do this. I'll always be like this. You know, listen. Faith-filled attitudes lead to faith-filled actions. Godly beliefs lead to godly behavior. The battle starts in the mind. Well, I guess, I I don't know, man. I'll always be worried. I'll always be depressed, or I'll always be single. I'll always be trouble. I, my marriage will never get together. I'll, I guess I'm always going to be poor, or, I mean, I'm I'm never going to get my, my anger under control. I'm never going to win over lust. I'm never going to forgive others. I'm never going to be able to forgive myself. Just fill in the blank. That is a defeated attitude guys, listen, you know what that is? That's victim talk. That is a victim thinking mentality. If you are a child of God, you are not a victim. Through Christ, you are a victor. It's time to fight with a conqueror's attitude. I love what he says. He says, listen, we need to demolish those arguments pulverize that those thoughts when those thoughts come into your mind you need to stop them immediately and demolish them and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God you know who you are Christian in Christ that's what this series is about if you can embrace that when the enemy comes in with a lie you need to demolish that it's coming against what you know to be Opposite of who God says you are. And then he says this, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Some of you, you let your mind just go berserk. Some of you, when you get depressed, man, turn on your favorite country songs, beard my tear, turn it up. <laughs> you know, I think country music is bipolar, no doubt. Because in one, man, you've got some great songs of faith and family. And then you've got, you know, songs of depression and alcoholism and, and depravity and, and late night, you know, rendezvous and adulterous affairs. And then the next song, and the same album by the same artist. Oh, but I've been baptized, and Jesus is so good to me. I'm like, you guys, you know, a double-minded man, the Bible says, is unstable in all of his ways. And there's a reason why some of you can't get your act together. And it's not because of country music, but it's because of the voices you're putting in your head. Whether it's country, rap, or rock, or pop, doesn't matter. You know, there are thoughts that are going into your mind through the, through the cultural media that you put into your heart. And guys, listen, if it's counter to what the knowledge of God says that you are, you need to demolish those things. And you need to make them obedient to who Christ says that you are. And you're gonna find that some of that negative depression attitude, some of that defeatist mentality, some of that victim attitude of yours is gonna be washed away under the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ as you replace all that negative attitude talk and depression and, and just it feeds anxiety. I mean, we wanna cry when we feel depressed, but you need to demolish that attitude and maybe you need to cry for a while, but then you need to get up. And get to a place of prayer and get back down on your knees. But this time, instead of crying, you need to cry out to God. With negative thoughts, we are to make them obedient to Christ. Through Christ, you have the mind of Christ. First Corinthians 2.16 says, stop talking defeated. You're more than a conqueror. Well, how does this work? Well, you start saying, well, I can't do this. I can't endure. It's too hard. Well, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. Well, this is impossible. This will never happen. My marriage will never get together. We'll never be able to do this. No, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are impossible. are. With God, all things are possible, Matthew 19, 26. Well, I don't have enough faith. I don't know. I struggle. I just have a little bit of faith. I don't have much. Well, that's good because all you need is the faith of a mustard seed. And if you have just faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move the mountains. That's what Jesus tells us in Matthew 17, 20. Guys, listen. You need to start forcing your mind to think upon the things that Christ has called you to think about. I will not let what others said to me, did to me, believe about me, stop me from being who Christ made me to be, an overcomer. Well, you might say, well, that's easy for you to say, Pastor. You don't have any real problems. I'll be honest with you, it's true. It's true. Not only not only when I became a pastor did I start to glow in the dark, but when I'm driving, all the lights turn green for me when I approach them. So I'm always on time and you know, my kids always obey me They never i've never had any problems with my kids ever and my bills are always on time And i've never had any problems with my health or my sickness or my family You know, the reality is not only do I have my issues, but as a pastor, I also have yours too I don't just have one household family problems I have hundreds of families household problems that I gladly bear with you. Who am I today is a result of overcoming obstacles through Christ. My life growing up was insanely dysfunctional. My circumstances were beyond comprehension. Attacks in my ministry, attacks on my health. This church has been a 13-year battle for me. Christ has tried me by fire. I daily fight to submit my thoughts to the authority of God. We are in this together. And I must realize that I battle with a different attitude. I love this psalm. Psalm 1828 says, you are a light for me, O God. The Lord, my God, lights up my darkness. In your strength, I can crush an army. With my God, I can scale any wall. There is no wall that can keep you from what God has called you to do and to be. Wall after wall after wall in my life. Listen, guys, if there is a wall... And I know what I'm called to do and who I'm called to be. I will, when I see a wall, I will go around it, I will go through it, or I will put my head down and I will go through it. I will go around it, I will go over it, or I will go through it, for I am an overcomer. Guys, listen, you are an overcomer. Comer. Let's end by going back to this passage in Romans 8, and I want to give you the last one we're going to pray as overcomers, as conquerors. Romans 8, 37 says, now in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Everybody say more than. We are more than conquerors through Christ, not through your own power, not through your own positive thinking, not through your own positive attitude. You see, that attitude that we have that's different, it's based upon who Christ is in us, not our determination to think positive thoughts. Big difference, all right? He says, I am convinced that we are more than conquerors through Christ, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Guys, listen, this is a huge, huge point here. Number three is that we battle, you battle from a different position. No matter what comes your way, No matter what comes my way, I will not give up or give in because I know who I am. I am in Christ. Come health, I know who I am. Come sickness, I know who I belong to. Come spiritual attack, I know who is my father. Come spiritual attack, I know where I am at and who I am in. And who I am with. My position is secure. I am in Christ. Just try to hold me down. When trials come my way and they feel like shackles on my feet and shackles on my arms, just try to hold me down because I know who I am in Christ. And I will break these chains. I am an overcomer. And you cannot hold me down sickness. You cannot hold me down fear. You cannot hold me down anxiety. You cannot hold me down depression because I am in a different position and it's not your position. I am in the position of Christ in me. Guys, listen, we will face trials in life, and the valleys can be deep. Amen? But though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for my God is with me. And in those valleys, nothing can ever steal the love of God from the life of a child of God, and that makes us more than conquerors. Amen? 1 John 4, 4 says this, you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because of the one who is in you. That's Christ Jesus. For the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. No more victim talk. You are a victor. You are an overcomer. Greater is God than whatever the enemy throws at me. Whatever the enemy throws at you, the real question is, who is in you? Greater is he that greater is the one who is in you than the one who is in the world. Guys, who is in you? The reality is, without Christ, you are not an overcomer. Without Christ, you are not a conqueror. This is the reality that the Word of God challenges us to. First John five four, the very Uh, Same letter in the next chapter says for everyone born of God Overcomes the world If you are born again, if you are a son and daughter of God, you are Born of God He says this is the victory that has overcome the world Even our faith Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus Is the son of See, without Jesus, the walls will always be there. And the biggest wall we face is the wall of sin that separates us from God. But Christ has overcome that wall through the cross. And if Christ is in you, that greatest barrier, that greatest wall is gone. You can overcome the wall of sin and separation through the blood of the Lamb, through the word of your confession, and if you will surrender your life to Christ right now. Let's pray. Father, thank you that we are more than conquerors through Christ, that we are overcomers. But, God, this is a promise given for those who are born again, followers of Jesus Christ, for those that are in Christ. Father, I I believe there are some people here that are struggling, that are battling, that are going through some very difficult times in their life. And as children of God, I pray that you would inspire and infuse them with hope and a sense of confidence in who they are in Christ. But God, there are those here that do not know you as their Savior, do not know you as their Lord. And God, they're not your children because, God, they haven't bowed the knee to Christ and, God, I want to give them an opportunity to become children of God today. So, Father, I pray that you move in their hearts and move in their life. Heads bowed and eyes closed if you're here today and you say, you know what? That's me. I'm struggling. I'm hitting wall after wall after wall. And now I realize you're, saying, you're thinking to yourself, it's because I need, I need the wall climber. I need the wall buster. I need the one who can scale this wall or tear it down for me, and that is Jesus Christ. So, right where you're at right now, if you'd like to know Jesus as your King, as your Savior, and you are facing the biggest wall of your life, and that is sin, but there's one who's overcome that wall, Jesus Christ, through the cross. So, I want to lead you in a very simple prayer. I'm going to have you pray in your own words, but I want to walk you through this, and, and you can become a child of God right now. So, if you're right here in this room and you say, you know what, that's me. I need to know Jesus. Then just uh, then just take a moment right now, just to acknowledge the cross. God, thank you for the cross. Go ahead and tell Him thank you for the cross. God, thank you so much for the cross that paid for my sin. Go ahead and tell Him. Now go ahead and confess your life to Him, Father. Here's my life. Forgive me of my sin. I confess those sins to you and I lay him at the feet of the cross God forgive me of my sin go ahead and ask him to forgive you of your sin God thank you for your forgiveness that washes us clean now just take a moment and say Father fill me with your spirit so that I can know you better so that I can walk as an overcomer that you just say Jesus fill me with your spirit Thank him for making you a child of God. Thank you, Jesus, that I am a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to pray for uh, individuals in this room. If you feel like you're going through a war right now, I'm just going to have you stand right where you're sitting. And uh, we're just going to pray together. But I want to pray for you. If you're if you're in this room, you say, you know what? I, I, I am. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm, I'm feeling just kind of just overwhelmed. I feel like I'm, you know, that spiritual attack, whether it's physical or financial or whatever's going on in life, just stand up right where you are. So, you know what, that's me. You know, I feel, I feel like I could, I could really use some prayer this morning. I'm not going to have you come down here. Almost half of y'all raised your hand, so I know it's more than those of you that are standing. So, so you know what, just stand up where you are. You know, that's me. I feel a little stressed out this morning. I feel a little stressed out in life. I'm standing because I'm one of them, because I, uh, this last couple months has been, been something really, uh, really stressful for me. So, amen. Amen. Well, let's just take this to the Lord. If there's uh, some of you around, some of these people, just go ahead and uh, reach out and uh, put your arm around them or or, uh, reach over and touch them. And and let's just pray that God can move in their life. There's um, Larry and Adela down here. They could use somebody to pray with them. And and we got uh, Sam Jr. over here. He could use some Somebody to stand with him. Josie over here, she's standing. She would love to have somebody with her, I'm sure. Just look around. Make sure everybody has got somebody uh, touching them, holding their hand. Got their arm around. There's a couple back here that could use somebody praying for them. If we could have somebody step over here and just uh, pray for them. Morris is over here. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you that we are more than overcomers. God, thank you that we are more than. Conquerors. God, we have overcome by the blood of the Lamb. God, thank you, Jesus, that we can be washed free from our sin. And God, that the lies and the attacks and the anxiety and the fear and And the worry that comes at us from the enemy is broken through the blood of the Lamb of Jesus Christ. God, thank you for that. And Father, we will overcome by our testimony. God, we will never uh, forget or let go of what you have done in our life and in others. And God, we will profess that. We will confess that. We will profess the word of God with our mouth and with our lips. We will speak God's word, not our negativity, not our worry, not our anxiety. But, God, we will by faith speak your words into and about our life. And, God, we will not give up. God, we will not shrink back. God, I pray for these people that are standing. God, that you would give them a tenacity to not quit, to not give in, to not uh, uh, step down but, God, to stand strong through Christ. God, we will overcome the attack of the enemy through the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and we will not shrink back. Father, I pray that you would meet their needs in a miraculous way. God, that you would give them a great sense of peace over the areas of their life that they are stressed about. And, Lord, I just speak peace right now in that storm, in Jesus' name, Father, thank you. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 God is good, isn't He? Just yes. give us some praise. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Living Way Church podcast. If you enjoyed this message, we hope you come visit us in Garland, Texas. For directions and more information about the church, go to www.livingwaychurch.cc.